So Star Laboratories, what is, what is the star stands for? Uh, or what is the stars? It's oh, from boy. the Flash. Okay, so let's suss it out together. Strategic Terra Activation Right. Yep. It's from the what? <laughs> no, there's no question mark. What city are they in? In the they Flash? In Seattle. SeaTac. SeaTac. They're in Star City. They're in Star City. Seattle Tacoma Air Resort. God, I don't know. This is a. Are comic? they really? Is that right? Yeah. That can't be a thing. You Com- don't seem confident no, in your yes. No, no. Uh, the Arrow the is in comic. Star City. They are in Central City. I think Central. it's Central. Yeah. And what was no? This do, is this is DC. Do you know Green Lantern? What Green Lantern's in? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother me. Uh, key, key, not Keystone. What is this humor? <laughs> it's nothing, Grandpa. What's, we'll what's wake you up in a minute. Rig me up when we're talking about Korea. <laughs> he has <laughs> Walter Matthau. <laughs> it did sound like yeah. Walter Matthau. I have a Walter yeah. Matthau. Rig me up when we're talking about Korea. No. Nope. Oh, did nope. someone put Bad News Bears nope. on? Let's hear your motorcycle again. Hit it. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Get that kid out of here. Nope. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> no. I think that's still a little Walter Matthau. You're pitching, and that's the end of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best ever. Now, just some from my fading. I'm watching it fade. Yeah. No, it's not. Are you? That's getting stronger. No, it was do your Jack Lemon. Yes, guys, come I on. Come oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, go. let's, let's go. hear it. I don't, I don't. Yes, you do. Just do it. Just do it. Give me something to say as Jack Lemon. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, Oscar, Oscar, your those. shirts are all over the living room. Clarice, Clarice, would you get my tickets for tonight? Uh, first class, first class only. In in uh, uh, you're not doing Jack. That's... The apartment. No, no, no. I was doing, doing Jack. Oh, oh, in the phone booth, Glengarry. Uh, two tickets. Clear. Um, uh, make it first class, uh, Clarice. <laughs> now do yeah. Now do as Jack Lemon. Why? Uh... <laughs> Oh, wait, Jack Lemon. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what, what, I'm trying to think of a no, quote of Walter Matthau. He should do Walter Matthau. Jack Lemon and, and Ian to do Walter Matthau. Like the odd, the odd couple. You yes. pig-headed son of a bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh! Oh! Jack Lemon. Is <laughs> that me? Get out of here, Woody Allen. <laughs> Shut up, Alan Alda! Alan Thick. Go Alan Thick. Just Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. just, just the one you got. Quick. That's <laughs> all you got. Yeah. How long did you carry this watch up your ass? My watch saved our country. <laughs> this hunk of metal up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we discovered uh, Ian's Walter I, I don't think I still don't think I have a Walter Matthau. <laughs> no, you don't. But it gets his Christopher Walken out, it. so it works. I did it by accident, and then I couldn't get it back. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. This is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. Ian O'Shea. Hey, Steve. <laughs> And in our guest chair on this episode, Allie Sewell. Hey, guys. Hello, hey. Allie. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So, 
This story I'm going to tell is about the biggest international food fight I have ever been involved in. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. International food fight. International, meaning multi-countries, people from multi-countries, not international food. So not a taco. Yeah, not, oh, I got you. I got yeah. you. That's funny. That's taco over spaghetti. Yeah, I didn't even think about Initially, that Initially, I thought I you were that. at a crazy food court. Nope. I was in Israel at the time. So I'm a physical therapist. And a year after I graduated, a physical therapist who was kind of my mentor had told me about these Olympic-type games in Israel, and they're called the Maccabi Games. And basically, the year after the Summer Olympics, athletes from around the world will go to Israel and compete. So they have all different sports, mostly summer is Olympic sports. Has this been sports. an ongoing thing for a long... Like, this is a, a thing? Yeah. It's been a thing for a long Decades? time. Wow. Yeah. So every four years they do Every this. four years. Wow, it follows the Olympics. It's the year after the Summer, of the Olymp- How the is summer this? Olympics. I mean, has anyone else heard of this? Yeah. Nope. I'm Jewish. Amazing. But hold on. Whoa. But you didn't know about <laughs> okay. it until this guy told you too. Correct. Okay. Yeah. They now have like local Maccabi games where kids in America will compete. But this is actually like world-class athletes and Olympic level athletes yeah. will go to Israel and compete. After the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Wow. And so I think it was probably started to try to get tourism to go to the country and to you know sort of like uh, olympics light or you know they like people will nickname it like the jewish olympics because it's mostly it's pretty much jewish athletes that will come and do it so all the countries are tougher sell just because it's a smaller narrowing the yeah yeah, that okay yeah so so like from any country though like people are okay yeah so countries all over the world will come and so he told me about it and he was like, hey, Al, you should you should apply to be on the medical team for this. He's like, I did it, you know, however many years ago. And it was awesome. You, you'll have fun. He was also an athletic trainer. I am not. I'm a, just a physical therapist. And I was only out a year. But I'm like, yeah, that sounds yeah. like fun. And so I applied and I got it. Oh, wow. Yeah. What year is this? This was in the late 90s. Okay. Yeah. So where was the summer summer Olympics prior? Ninety six, ninety six, and it was the year that Carrie Strug happened yeah. because she came to Israel the following year. Was this only open to Jewish athletes, or mm-hmm. did that just? Oh, so after the Olympics, they just invited all the Jewish athletes from around the world to come to Israel and compete. yes, or I guess people that identified as Jews, and I think some countries took it real seriously, so they would like kind of pad the roster like for instance Israel had built their very first ice hockey rink (laughs) in in Israel and it was in the northern part of Israel and it was because of all of the all of the Soviet Jews that had left Russia and had emigrated to to Israel yeah Yeah. and so they played hockey and so they so they built a hockey rink up in the very northern part of Israel and so that year they had ice hockey as part of the Maccabi games Uh that's awesome and one of the gentlemen from the U.S. team was a New York Ranger and I was just like I'm gonna get my picture with him. Do you remember who it was? I forget his name. That's I okay. have it written down in my photo album, though. Okay. Um, but like Jacques Lemaire was the coach yeah. of, I think, the Canadian team. It was U.S. versus Canada in the finals mm. for that, and like they took it totally seriously. US sure. Canada. Yeah. So it was athletes from all over. Uh, what's the name of the event again? Maccabi. Maccabi, and does that mean something? So have you heard of like Judah and the Maccabees? Yeah. Sure. Maccabi is just the proper way to pronounce Maccabee. Yep. Oh, okay. I've only ever heard Good. of Maccabees. It's because we're Gentiles. I'm a chick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
You, you can't hear Judah. It won't enter your ears. Which is did. It's not a Thestral. No, she couldn't hear me. When oh, I, just, when I, just I never listen to Ian, so he's absolutely I right. edit him out Excellent. with most episodes. Yeah. Excellent. Is I this thing on? I goes. edit Daryl in. Yeah. <laughs> so why? It sounds so much funnier. <laughs> so I got accepted to be on the medical team and realized that, oh, I have to learn how to be an athletic trainer in a few months. Oh, wow. Um, because it's it's a completely different field. You know, like the PT portion was definitely, you know, when you have a, an athlete that's injured, I can help work on them. But the athletic training part is being on the field, running out when there's an injury, doing the athletic taping to get them prepped for the sport. So mm. I just crammed everything that I could learn and any body that I could get a hold of. I did any athletic taping that I you could. You were one year out of One year out school? of PT school. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was a okay. newbie. That's a shit ton of stuff to learn. Oh, yeah. In a but very psyched. short period I mean, you, of time. This was an exciting yeah, it was opportunity awesome. and, and chance to go to Israel. And yep. Had but you been like before? A, I had been, yeah. Uh -huh. But you're yeah. like an EMT on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they accepted her, you know, like she didn't lie on the on the ass, No, I know, so but whatever. but we yeah. don't know that. There That's was true. also like on the medical team there were physicians. So the teams that I got assigned were um I was primarily the trainer for the judo team. You have to deal with injuries, but nothing so serious. But I would imagine judo like a dislocated shoulders and you and know. there's a doctor on site for stuff like that, but we didn't have to. So yeah, you're you're just a piece of the puzzle, you're, right? You're you're welcome to come because you applied and you have some skills. Like you'll figure it out, but you were cramming. Yeah, because I knew that I needed to be able to do some of the skills that I didn't learn in PT school, and then I was also assigned to the rugby team. Yeah, but there yeah. were but there were other athletic. There were mostly there was another athletic trainer who was the primary okay. person for the rugby team, but I got to be there and like on the field when it was U.S. versus I think it was Australia. Australia for the gold wow. medal and the US won the gold medal oh. and I'm like on the field. Nice. Like, wow. This is awesome. Yeah. And also just a lot of really fit, good looking yeah. athletes. Yeah. So <laughs> rugby dudes, those are some They're thick. insane. Yeah. Just a lot of cauliflower ears and yeah, yeah. oh sure. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. I, I learned I learned there that they use Vaseline to grease up their thighs and they tape down their ears in order Ugh. to uh survive the scrum. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not good prep whenever you're greasing your thighs and taping your ears. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> why why are you doing this? Maybe you shouldn't be doing For this. sport. Yeah. 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 Talk about what football players do then. Holy crap. Yeah. Like well, they shoot their knees with helmets. cortisone and stuff. They have helmets. They have I mean, helmets well they do, but at the same so time they smarter. They have way nope. more concussions no, than rugby smarter. players. No. The, those no, no, helmets no. We are just hear about yep. we just hear about football players' concussions because we play football in America. Rugby players probably die by the age of fifty and we just don't hear about it. Good good assumptions there, Mr. Fax. Thank you. <laughs> is that Mr. Fax's voice? No, that was Walter Matha. <laughs> no, that is no, Mr. Fax. No, he's gone. Fax. He's gone. He's left the building. No. It's Sean that Connery. Sean Connery. And, <laughs> really old Sean old Connery. person <laughs> with no teeth. <laughs> so I was on the medical team. And so the U.S. team travels as a group. And you have the uniforms, just like you see in the Olympics. Nice. And all sorts of stuff. Do they do a big opening ceremony? Opening, yep, yeah. yep. So what they would do is, instead of having an Olympic village, I mean, Israel's a tiny country. It's essentially the size of New Jersey. And so instead of having an Olympic village for all of the athletes, they housed the athletes by sport. And because mm. I was primarily with the judo team, 
I stayed in the hotel with all of the judo athletes from around the world. Awesome. It was incredible because you got to meet people from everywhere. That's such a better idea because you get to yeah. you get to meet more people. Yeah. Diversify. And yeah. you get to yeah. see, oh, we're all the same people, yeah. you know, and it's it's a nice experience. Because a, lot of, a lot of sex. Not going to comment on that. I bet not, there not is. I mean, that's, <laughs> a, I mean, that's, a, yeah. that's a known yep, the Olympic, Olympic village. village. Yep. Yep. The Olympic Village is known well for known. problematic yeah. amounts of sex. To the point where, because of all the STDs, they basically give out mandatory condoms yeah. at this point. The, yeah. they're every everywhere. rest stop, everywhere. Everywhere. Right? Yes. I mean, it's, so it's, it's a... With a gold medal, you get <laughs> yeah. like a pack of 10. You get like, you get like bronze bronze condoms. Uh, pull out. If you have bronze, they just go, eh, pull out. Yeah. 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 Bronze <laughs> condom just has no tip. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a shaft cover. Try, be- try harder, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Don Montre from the Punch-Up Podcast, but also from Comedy Sports. Comedy Sports is competitive improvisational comedy. It is two teams of improvisers taking your suggestions to create comedic scenes, songs, and games. There is a referee who acts as a host, who times the games and calls the fouls. There is an announcer who does color commentary and live scoring updates. And there is you. That's right. There is you. You are the audience. You are the loyal fans. And we cannot do comedy sports without you. You give suggestions. You give points. And you choose the winner. Come see comedy sports. We are at the CSZ at the Adrian Theater, 2030 Sansom Street. It is Philadelphia's longest running show. We've been doing it for 25 years. Comedy sports is for everyone, which means it's for you. It's for your kids. It's for your wife. It's for your husband. It's for your friends. It's for that girl you're dating or that guy you're you're dating it's for everyone so come on out and see comedy sports every saturday night at 7 30 and 10 o'clock and now sundays at a matinee at two o'clock that's three chances to see comedy sports every weekend philadelphia's longest running show comedy sports philly.com see you there DTF, the Daryl and Timory Fun Hour, is the greatest sex ed comedy game show in the known universe. Come and join me, Daryl Charles, and Dr. Timory as we take a monthly look at everything in the world of sex and relationships. Play some games with us, win some prizes, have some fun. It's DTF, the Daryl and Timory Fun Hour at Frankie Bradley's on 13th and Chancellor. It's the show where a real-life comedian, Daryl Charles, and a real-life doctor of human sexuality, Dr. Timory, unpack the past month of sex ed jokes history facts and news the second friday of every month at frankie bradley's 1320 chancellor street in philadelphia pennsylvania dtf the daryl and timory fun hour so much fun so much hour join us and be dtf that's so corny Uh, let me ask you this because i know you uh Mm -hmm. do you at this point in your life happen to have a black belt in karate no, uh, working with the judo team was my inspiration awesome. to start taking karate here. Do you guys realize? That I didn't know that. Belt? I did not You're know that. You're a black belt? Yeah. You Sensei Sula. Sly son of a It's bitch. been a long time. I can't kick as high anymore. God. <laughs> Still kick higher than me. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So we're in Israel, and after you toured the country with the U.S. team, and then we all we broke up into our different hotels and working with our different teams, and so I was working with the U.S. team, And they were just this great group of guys. There were two that had emigrated from Russia to the United States, and they were on the team. So they spoke very thick accents and mostly Russian. The coach of the U.S. judo team was this guy named Lou, who was from Philadelphia. Hey, Lou! Yep. 
And he was awesome. He was just this gregarious, hey guys, this is what we're going to do. And you know, we're going to go out there and you know what, you're, you're going to win in your weight class and we'll just see what happens kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so it was so much fun. But I had to be there and make sure that, you know, tape an elbow, tape of this. Oh, we got rug burn from the mat, you know, have to do some wound care, all of that. But it was mostly just, it was mostly so much fun to be able to just be there. What was the worst injury you had to mend? Or Daniel LaRusso's t- knee. Daniel <laughs> <laughs> No shit. Swept yeah. the leg, swept the leg. He's not Jewish. No, um, he, was, he was that day. Yeah. So in judo, they have different weight classes. And so the guy in the biggest weight class on the U.S. team had injured his knee pretty badly. What, like, we're at like 200 pounds or? I don't know. Yeah. I'm but probably I mean, around there. Big, big sure. dudes. Oh, two big dudes. Probably, it's bigger than that. Big yeah. dudes. Yeah. And so he had injured his knee and he couldn't compete. I worked on him mainly for rehab, but then like did some taping. But it was an injury that wasn't going to allow him to compete. So actually our coach, Lou stepped in because he was a big awesome. guy i love it yeah and it was hilarious to watch him because he's this so big he older competed. guy yeah and he competed against this other big guy lou wound up winning nice because the other guy kept on getting himself penalized out right. because oh. lou would just kind of stand there and be a dick and yeah. like not do the things right <laughs> and then the guy would try to do something and he would be penalized because illegal <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah and, that's uh, great but uh so one of the days was a full day of competition for these athletes. How long is that? What's a full day? Like we left in the morning and didn't get back until after dinner time. So legit full day. Legit yeah. full day. Like because she you're... said, a fucking full yeah, but day. Sometimes Kevin. you say full day could be four hours. No, don't be a dick. Oh, no. What's a no. full day? No. A full day is a for fucking Kevin, full day. Yeah, for, for Kevin, um, it's four hours. Yeah, for, for, the lady for people who actually story, have a job, a stupid interruption. <laughs> What's a full day? It's a fucking full day. So 24 hours. You were saying. It was a full 24 hours. So the arena where the judo was taking place was a bus ride away, and they were supposed to feed us. Um, but <laughs> oh no! And these Uh-oh. and these are athletes that are competing in their event, and they're Who like to, to win a medal. Yeah, yeah, and they need food and calories. And they had just the shittiest. I'm thinking, like in my head, it was like hot dogs. Oh, and just nothing for them so everybody nathan's mm, hebrew national probably hebrew, right yeah That's a good one. yeah That's a good one. so yeah. everybody was competing people were hungry and the event lasted all day 24 hours Kevin. 24 hours <laughs> and they told us you know they told the athletes all right there's going to be a meal for you back at the hotel don't worry about it you'll be good so every like the competition is done for the day. And this wasn't the day where like the final, like the group medals or anything were happening. So we get back to the hotel and everybody is starving and they just herd us all into this big dining area. Bruised and starving. Yep. Like a full, yeah. Yeah, this big dining area. And they start bringing out the food and they don't bring out nearly enough. Right. And it was just like, shitty chicken and salads rice crackers and, and, and like yeah. cabbage and stuff oh cabbage and, so, and stuff <laughs> yeah. and so i remember i was sitting somewhat like in the middle of the whole room across the table from like we were sitting at a smaller table me and one of the other american athletes one of the guys and he and i were just kind of you know sitting and talking and we're noticing that there's some rumblings going on yeah mm. something's happening <laughs> because people are really hungry 
and the food wasn't very good. So they're not bringing any more food and there's just like salads and chicken and stuff. they just like toss the food down and scurry away? I think there were, I think waiters were still there the just kind of hanging out. Is this just the judo team? This is all, just all of the judo all team staying judo. at this one hotel. So everybody had just experienced that is what, the same day. 20 people? No, no. It's every country. It was from every country. A hundred people? Probably. Yeah. Because I mean, there were people who all had over... a full day. Yep. 24 hours. Of a hundred black belts. Yeah. Yeah. And it was from America and Israel and Canada and England and South Africa and Switzerland and Argentina and just, I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Five more at least. (laughs) (laughs) Great countries, by the way. So everybody is just starting to get more and more disgruntled and hungry. And it gets to the point where people start, you know. It they, shifts. Yeah. There's a shift. And they take their forks and knives and people just are oh like banging boy. on Somebody the table. Oh, classic. Yeah. Yep. And the Argentinians were always known for chanting. Like they would do like, abu, abu, agantina. And like, so like that had started and it was just starting to be pandemonium but not quite was it anger were they laughing it was more of like i can't fucking believe this you know people weren't like legit angry they were like this is insane like we're We're starving this is ridiculous and so the other american i were just you invited us yeah i'd be like if i went to somebody's (laughs) house for dinner and they gave me a saltine yeah pretty much so we're sitting there and we're just kind of noticing things are happening like there's just rumblings because like but people it's were shifting. Sitting, there's yeah. a there's a noticeable energy shift. Yeah, right? the U.S. coach Lou just Lou. decides to take an olive mm. and threw it no. at the table full of Argentinians. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see it moving in slow motion. Uh, yeah, and we were watching it. This other guy, and it and it was great because he was like taking a drink as the nice. olive goes across, lands on Argentina. And Argentina just explodes <laughs> and starts through and like it almost immediately the entire dining hall with countries from all over oh, the world just start throwing whatever with malice food. Or no, joy. no, it was more like yeah, block. this is what we're gonna do with yeah, this shitty yeah. food, right? Right. And right. the guy that was sitting across from me, we both like are watching this in the mm. very center. He does a full on spit take right into my face because we both started <laughs> laughing. And then and then he starts to like apologize. I'm like, no, this is hilarious. It's part of we, the like, fight. We just ducked down and are just watching everything uh. happen. And it was just this complete pandemonium Beautiful. international food fight where uh, it was just glorious. Oh my God, I just would I'm... love to have heard Lou just like, you just want to see something? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Here we go. Yeah. This is going to be beautiful. <laughs> I got it. Hey, boys, I got it. Look at this olive. And it's, this olive, you know, it's going to start an event. It's going to start a, It's going to start an international incident. <laughs> We're going to have a whole international incident. Once again, Philadelphia will be at the center of the entire universe. USA. That is John Travolta. Right now. It was a young Walter Matthau. I'm going to dance with this olive. He's he's from the Brooklyn. (laughs) Do you guys want to know something so weird? It's it's Saturday Night Live, John Travolta. I toss this olive right at that Argentinian. (laughs) Look, if you think they're chanting now, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm going to shut them up. Chanting my name for like 
200 years. This <laughs> <laughs> olive, it's like a little tiny little bomb. It's going to go over to that Argentinian <laughs> table. Pesci. This Joe year, Pesci walked this in. Is like Where did big, come from? This is like the Big Bang Theory. All right? I got a theory. I throw this over there. Yeah. Big Bang. Bang. Boom. <laughs> I go to the Argentinians. You Have know an it. olive, Argentinian. <laughs> it's you know sh- they're going to launch their shit at somebody. Ah, they're fucking hotheads. They're going to go cuckoo. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> and so it was just this complete chaos and pandemic. And everybody got involved. Everybody got involved. And, and, and they mean, loved you it. Just it's throwing a, a food everywhere. Yeah. Everyone loved it except it. for the hotel staff. But then, but they like calmed everybody down. Like they finally, like it died down eventually, and they learned their lesson. And they just brought out a shit ton more food for oh. everybody to eat right after that had happened. So there's food all over the place, yep. and now where you're being served food, yeah, but edible food. You're covered in cabbage, and you're eating a good meal. Yep. Did you get involved? I think I was probably too much. Like, oh my god, look at all of this! <laughs> you know, were you, co- were you covered in food? Oh yeah, and but it, you know, you just you, pick you didn't it throw out. anything. Maybe I may have something. I am a, too much of a rule follower. So. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been in like a food fight. No, legit. No, I never camp have. or otherwise. My dad and I once started a huge food fight just between my mom, dad, sister, and I. Just at home. Over, yeah, over, in the family kitchen. Over cream spinach. I oh, love cream spinach. Cream spinach cream, flying? Yeah. Are you oh, pro or boy. con? I can be either, but my mom had tried a new recipe and it was terrible and oh. I wouldn't eat it. So my dad kept on like, you have to eat this. And I'm like, no. And he's like, you're going to eat it or you're going to wear it. <laughs> and and I kept on flicking the plate away and he finally just took it and dumped it right on my head. Oh my God. And How old? Probably 10. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And my like sister it. and my mom, they saw that happen and they just scattered. <laughs> and my dad and I just start throwing cream spinach. <laughs> but was just it like, fun? Like it wasn't like. Oh, God, yeah. It was so much yeah, fun. Yeah. Handfuls of cream spinach. My dad gets my sister and my mom involved and like starts oh getting God. them. And it ended by me because it was this giant bowl of cream Ugh. spinach and it ended with me taking wow. that bowl and just pouring it down the back of my dad's pants oh, <laughs> oh wow oh my wow. god that's great yep yeah. oh and then you gosh. moved to a new house and then we moved to a new house yeah hey this is steve roney thanks for listening to the punch-up podcast we release new episodes every monday so be sure to check us out You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Punch Podcast. Like us, follow us, and subscribe. Each week, we bring in some of the funniest writers and performers from the Philly comedy scene. Someone tells a story while the others help out. Me, your host, Steve Roney, along with Kevin Reagan, Ian O'Shea, Jesse Preisendorfer, and a different guest every week. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check us out every Monday.